Hello, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel. This is a show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, we get to talk about everything in between, wherever you're watching, however you're listening. Five-star review. Please like and subscribe. Whatever you need to do. We all know what you're, I'm going to ask you to do, so just do it. Make my life easier. Make everybody's life easier. The most important part today, though, my incredible guest. I have Partha Unova. He's the founder and CEO of Lasso. Partha. How you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, Michael. Pleasure is all mine, dude. Not often. Um, what does that make me? I guess I'm one one degree away from Obama now. Is that that's kind of cool, right? Doesn't happen every day. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I wonder if it does happen every day, and we just don't know. That's a great point. Ooh, I like that. Open it up early. All right. Well, <laughs> this is going to be a very fun conversation. We're going to get to talk about Lasso one more time. Appreciate the socks. I said it before. I want to say it on there. Make sure those socks are absolutely incredible. We're going to get to talk about those a little bit. Talk about you, what you've done what you've built, how you've done it. But Partha, more importantly, the number one question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Oh man, I think it's this combination of being able to push yourself mentally to a different place that you didn't know you could get to. And you know, I think there's two types of sports. There's the kind where you compete against yourself, the kind where you compete against others. I've always been really, really passionate about the kind where you have a group of people and you have to get everybody on the same page then be better than another group of people at something it just creates this like this flow this place you all get to collectively where everybody knows where the other person is going to be what they're thinking and i think anytime you can get to that level of connection with people where it's not verbal it's not you know it's not directed it's just intuitive it's just a very very special mindset to enter and i i just can only count very few times in my life that I've had the privilege to to be there. So for me, that's like the ultimate high. That is a pretty incredible place to be. And not only does that apply to sports, I mean, come on, this is a sports business show that obviously applies to business as well. Understanding the teammates around you, the people that you put around yourself, that you surround yourself with, give you that opportunity to reach that height, to reach that high, as you said. Uh, it's it's another level. It's definitely something that I think we all should be chasing if we're not. Um, and yeah, once you get there, man, it's it's pretty incredible. So kudos, 100%. congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Well, well deserved. Um, so you've done this entrepreneur thing a couple times now. Um, oh, I also forgot thirty under thirty, right? Forbes yeah. thirty under thirty. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mention that at the top. Kind of a throwaway. <laughs> My apologies there, but also very incredible uh, what you're doing. So yeah, you've done this business thing a couple times. So your first business, Better Walk. Mm -hmm. um, so I had something to do with crutches. Talk to me a little bit about the first business and I guess why you wanted to get into entrepreneurship in general. Yeah, I was in I was in college at the time and I was playing basketball at home with some friends. I broke my ankle playing and uh, came down on someone's foot on a rebound, rolled it on someone's driveway and um, spent six weeks on crutches and just hated the experience. And, you know, kind of my general mentality is if something in society is is, you know, not functional, then I feel like anybody can change it. That's what it's there for. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to choose to live in the same reality tomorrow that we live in today. And so I wanted to create a new type of crutch that doesn't hurt your underarms, which is one of the biggest issues I had. And when I kind of went around the market, I realized that there were consequences for the amount of pressure we put on our underarms here in the States on the crutches. And when you look at Europe, they actually use the forearm crutches for the same type of injury that I had. And so, you know, they're a lot more forward on it, but the reason is because they're not so obese and overweight. So they don't need to have this more rigid support structure, which is the standard here. 
Um, so I created a crutch that was kind of like a hybrid. It still allowed you to stabilize off of your body, but it distributed the weight a lot better and didn't put any force into your underarms. And it was the first product I had made. Um, from a medical standpoint, it worked really, really well. Um, my my gap in understanding at that point, I had just, I was in college, I dropped out of college and actually raised money from a couple of venture capital funds for this. And uh, the, the gap in terms of the understanding was not seeing where the market was shifting to in that specific sector of healthcare. So crutches are part of this category with, um, you know, a whole bunch of things that we use to help our bodies move better. And these are products anywhere from crutches, walkers, and wheelchairs, all the way to braces, athletic taping, et cetera. That whole category was losing insurance coverage rapidly. And so there was no incentive for innovation. There was no incentive for anybody to bring a new technology to the market. And there were very few decision makers that controlled what products were actually getting into hospitals. So it was only three or four you know, major distributors and by effect, three or four executives that you would have to have really back you to make some change happen. And so that was like my first introduction to the fact that you can have a really, really great product, a better mousetrap, if you will. But if if the players involved in you know deciding how something plays out are not bought in um, or if, you know, the, the trend in the industry is moving in a direction where it's just not supporting financially the interest from an investor perspective to back companies creating change in that space, unfortunately, change doesn't really happen in that space. And it's it's a tough pill to swallow in this country, but that's that's kind of how capitalism works is that it's dictated by the will of, you know, a few people who are moving a lot of the financial assets. And as a young kid, I mean, you have this great idea. Multiple people say, here's a bunch of money. We think you have a great idea. And as you said, essentially, there's three or four people that even if they think you have that idea, there's no incentive for them to do anything different. How, how frustrating was that from, especially at a young age, right now, you're, you're a little bit of an older dude. You probably have some wisdom, some experience back then. That must've been just, you said tough pill to swallow. I'm sure it was a little more difficult than that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely challenging. I mean, that's, that's why I think the passion for sports that we both have plays in is that when you have a setback, it's not like, Oh, I'm going to quit, but it's, you know, how can I stick it, stick it to these guys, right? Like that's, that's what fires you up. You want to come back and compete again. Um, and create that change. And so uh, I had this moment where I was, you know, working on this crutch, I had had a lot of the, you know, users, the actual users of the product, love it. And I had seen that I could make a product that really was the best in its category. And so I looked at that whole space. And I said, Well, what if instead of selling to hospitals, I just found something I could sell to patients and maybe create a new technology. And actually in that moment is when I started Lasso. And the idea was instead of solving a problem after we get hurt, what if I can change the clothing that we wear on a day-to-day -day basis so I can prevent any sort of future in injury. And when you do get injured and you have to recover, what if that clothing could actually be already treating your body and training it to you know get back to healthy? And so Lasso started really as a way to look at a technology like taping, which uh, most studies show wears off within 30 minutes. It uses glue on your skin to provide um, the benefits that it does. I said, well, I can use yarns in a skin tight compression garment to give you the same replication of feel just through different textures of knit, different you know compression amounts in different regions of the garment. I can replicate that. So if I can replicate that and deliver the same benefits, then it won't wear off over time. It's machine washable. You can wear it every day. And I can build a brand here in Lasso that, you know, you make one choice as a consumer that 
you're going to make, you know, your socks, like, which is our first product, instead of wearing a Nike sock, you wear a lasso sock and your lasso socks actually, you know, giving back to you from a health and health and wellness standpoint. And that's, you know, medically backed and thought through to the same degree that they think through athletic taping. I think that is absolutely fantastic. I am a very proactive rather than reactive type of person. So mm -hmm. I appreciate that you also think in that sense, because I think, you know, you're, you're talking about it. I think, you know, crutches are the, the best example, right? As you said, like, it's such a reactive, like, oh, you're hurt. Now use this rather than, hey, instead of getting hurt, why don't you try doing this? And now sometimes that hurts people in, in certain senses, right? Like it's either financially, someone doesn't want to spend the extra six bucks to to have a product where it's like, oh, well, maybe it'll be good maybe it won't it's like well you could just buy the product that will help no matter what and that's that's always something that's really interesting to me to talk to people and understand from i want to go back to a comment that you said a little earlier you said you know choose to live in the reality do not choose or however you said to choose the rea reality we live in tomorrow is that kind of is is that the way you look at everything is that kind of the way where you're like hey like it doesn't matter what today is we can do whatever we want tomorrow and that's kind of where this idea of Hey, why don't we help people? Why don't we change this business? Unfortunately, this, you know, better walk didn't work. Maybe it's, you know, I choose to do lasso tomorrow. Like, how do you, how do you look at life in that sense? Yeah, I, I look at it in an even smaller window from this instant to the absolute next instant, right? So like right now there is a certain existence. There's a certain amount of things. And in the current moment, I can change nothing about what exists because it's time. I'm bound by time right now. So this is reality. But in the next millisecond, I can do a million things. I have the option to do anything. And usually what constrains us in the next action we take is the fact that we identify with the past version of ourselves. But if we're able to clean the slate and just choose in every second what our action is, what we want to do without worrying about judgment, without worrying about failing, fear, fear, or any of the things that we're you know, bound by in the society, then we have the ability to do incredible things in our lives. And, you know, the biggest thing I run into with people when I, I do approach, like whether we're raising money or whether we're explaining to people what Lasso does, is that they're, they're still trained to think, well, there's socks and then there's medical equipment and I'm, and you know, there's clothing and then there's like things that I use when I'm injured. And it's hard to get people to wrap their mind around the fact that what if we just wiped the slate and we said everything we wear gives back to us? What if we just wiped the slate and said everything we eat gives back to us? You know what I mean? Like there's so much we can reinvent in this society. And I feel like we all choose not to because we, we say, well, no, that can't be real. And why can't it be? You know, our thoughts are the only reason it can't. I 100% you are speaking my language, man. I talk to myself about this stuff constantly and I talk to other people about it. And I think it's really important. Uh, and I appreciate you kind of going into it. Another one that I love control what you can control you, you said it before, right? That's something that I try and live every single day, every single moment, as you said, by because that's the only thing we can do, right? And, and you can control your thoughts, you can control the way you feel about something. So as you said, like, it was a tough pill to swallow when you realized, hey, this is just a piece or a part of the industry that I can't really change. Okay, I'm not going to identify with my past self. I'm going to say, what can I do? I can control, hey, rather than trying to sell to four people, I can try to sell to the entire world and give people yeah. something that could be proactive rather than reactive and help them, as you said, give back to them. Man, I love this. Good stuff, Parthas. <laughs> yeah, Shit. 100%, man. I appreciate love it. Love it, dude. Love it, dude. Um, So I guess socks aren't like really like you didn't get into this because of socks. You got into this because of helping people, right? Or, yeah, or the big picture must love feel socks too. Well, is there socks, nothing wrong with socks socks are great for me it's you know it's it's about musculoskeletal health so in this country 50 percent of adults every year have a musculoskeletal injury 
And that's, that's absurd to me. And we're in a, a society where we sit down all day. We're very sedentary. The what type of injury is that? Like, musculoskeletal is literally anything with your bones or muscles. So oh, it'll be an ankle roll. It'll be back soreness. It'll be neck tightness. It'll be waking it's up. It's only 50%. I find that number. I, that number's got to be 50 way percent higher, right? go into the doctor for it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there's this huge market for this and the way we approach our physical health is we get hurt, we go in, we go to therapy or PT or whatever. Most people don't do it properly. And if you do do it properly, they kick you out before you're done because insurance doesn't cover getting you to 100% only to the amount where you can do physical labor again. And then they're like, okay, we'll see you in six months when you get re-injured. And that's how our healthcare system works. And my view is just that's so broken, it's so backward, and that's not how it should be. And when you look at the actual physical ailments that we deal with, they all come from lack of muscle activation. So one of the major learnings I had after I broke my ankle playing basketball, I rehabbed it and I then set the challenge I wanted to dunk a basketball. And so I learned about my ligaments and tendons. I saw essentially if you look at the body top down, each muscle, major muscle group is like, it's like a bunch of rods connected by really small chains. This is what's happening in your joints. So if you pull it, the rod's not gonna break, the chain's gonna break, right? So the chain links or the joints, that's what you need to strengthen if you want to deliver more force through the whole system. And that's what I did. I strengthened my joints. I strengthened my ligaments. I strengthened my tendons. And I did it by standing on BOSU balls upside down, throwing a medicine ball against the wall, all sorts of stuff like that. And when you find the difference in how your body performs, you realize you added probably the smallest amount of muscle possible to your body and the smallest muscle group possible but the difference for me was i did 10 inches to my vertical in 10 weeks and i dunked a basketball and so it was just this mind-blowing evolution of what the body is capable of when you really break it down and understand how force flows through the body when we move and when you put on a product like lasso socks what that's doing is that it's activating all of those ligaments and tendons and so when you activate these things every single day that's the key to longevity in terms of physical health. What we do when we sit down is our, our bodies fall asleep. When we wear insoles, the bottoms of our feet fall asleep. That's why we have so much plantar fasciitis today. Shoes, they, they train our feet to fall asleep. That, again, why we have so much plantar fasciitis, shin splints, all these foot and ankle conditions. It's because we've taken a very, very powerful part of our body and our feet, and we've said, all right, I'm not going to use you essentially forever until I get hurt. And so with your product, the socks specifically, because that's what you guys sent me, and they're absolutely incredible. Super, yeah. super comfortable. My favorite part's the little part on the end. I wear, the, like, the lower ones. Yeah. That guy that bets up against the shoe, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. So using, you know, just wearing these will prevent something like this. Correct. Wearing these will actually activate these things that have been, you know, as you said, have been falling asleep for, for years on us. Correct. It, and it's pretty nuts the way it works. It's super simple. But the way the brain activates muscles is it works essentially off of ones and zero patterns on the skin. So when you apply pressure here but not here, the brain turns on the whole region because it says, hey, I, I sense that something's different between these two regions. So I'm just going to pay attention to it. And that's all you need to get the brain to turn on its awareness of all those muscles. And so our sock just stimulates that natural natural mechanism. And as a result, your medial arch is raised. The way that force is put through your foot, you can actually put more force through the bottom of your foot than um, with a regular sock because of that raised medial arch. We improve functional pronation. There's improved ankle stability as a result of all these activations. And the, the reviews are, are nuts. Like people can go 
you know, people are like, I haven't walked before now I'm walking again. I couldn't run without pain. Now I just ran six miles without pain, you know, and, and the, the difference in what your body can do just by training it to operate the right way is really a miracle at times. And that's really the message that we're trying to get out there with Lasso is that it really is that simple. Just wear the products that are designed to treat your body the way it's meant to be treated, to help your brain and your muscles really build a strong connection. Because in our society today, we're not doing what our ancestors did. We don't walk everywhere the way we did and we're not walking barefoot. We're not doing all of the different activities necessary that kept our bodies in really great shape. So we have to go a little bit above and beyond and that's the benefit of having technologies in our life. So you bring up uh, the positives of some technologies and the negatives in this. I wanna talk about the positives specifically with your product. How do you even find these things out? How do you, like, what, what does that testing look like? What do those patents look like, right? Like yeah. how, how hard and or, or fun or interesting was this initial piece to say, Hey, I think we got something here. Yeah, it's, this is actually a very, very simple concept. So taping has been very, very well documented and the science around it is very proven. And so with our sock, what we were doing was essentially taking a lot of that science and changing the delivery mechanism. The way I think about that is like, you know, you had your flip, you had your flip phones, then you got to a smartphone, right? You got to the iPhone. Finally, you had you know, the earlier electric cars, then you had a Tesla. And the thing that makes these products stand out is that they have a seamless user experience. They feel like what the product was meant to feel. And that's a very hard thing to explain, but anybody who's used an iPhone can tell you, this is how a phone was meant to be. I don't know why, but that I just know. And when you put on a pair of the socks, it's, it's you can go through all the layers of breaking down the science and what it's doing for your body. But at the end of the day, you put it on and oh, that feels good, my feet feel better. And if you, we, we do this thing called the one sock challenge. If you wear one on your foot, one on one reg, like regular sock on your foot, you feel a difference at the end of the day. And now you take the 10,000 steps you might take every day, multiply that by 365 days, multiply that by all the years in your life. And then you're thinking, okay, well, when I'm 65, I'm actually gonna be able to play with my grandkids. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the kind of impact that you can make just with these simple things. So when it comes to the actual creation of the technology, it was not a complex process because it was more looking at taping and saying, instead of using glue on your skin, we can just use a skin tight garment and it's it's easier. The, the science was already there. All, all the understanding was already there. Just the market incentives I described earlier of essentially the, the product leaving the hospital and going consumer. So now all the taping and bracing went from prescribed by your doctor and sold in the hospital to Amazon, to Walmart, to CVS. To Walgreens and that's where people were going so all of a sudden it's this sector that's very consumer heavy right now and it got incredibly commoditized as a result which means it's right for innovation there's a huge potential for disruption but more importantly capital can start to pay attention to that sector from an investment standpoint to actually fund businesses to make that change if it was so easy why didn't Nike and Adidas and you know all those sock creators why didn't they think about something like this so they definitely did do their own prototypes i mean i know adidas i think in the 90s did something similar where they were trying to mimic taping but it, it's really all about market timing at the end of the day um, where we're unique is that our patents actually cover using compression um, to to do joint support through a garment so it's, it's a you know kind of a very broad concept and so we have a lot of room there to play and innovate a lot of the products in the earlier days 
never really got out of the R&D phase. They might have got to one or two of the top trainers who were being used to test and evaluate products, but there wasn't an understanding of our bodies. We didn't have a health conscious society. We were still, you know, eating Big Macs back then, drinking Coke every day, right? So in today's day and age with the health and wellness awareness that we've developed in this country, people are starting to realize that their daily decisions add up. And so there is now a recognition that a simple change in one product or another can add to lasting impact. And I think we saw a part of that with the mattress industry boom. We saw people start to take into consideration the quality of their sleep. And compression up until now has been all about recovery. It's been about circulation. When you're traveling, when you're pregnant, if you have a health condition, we're kind of taking it to the next step, which is training your body to operate properly, which you know I, I will admit is a challenging thing to get people to understand. But it's part of the burden of being an innovator is that if you're the first one to do something and to really do it, you got to explain it to people. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate you coming on the show. Mark. Yeah. This is all, it's, it's awesome. And it's, 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 it, this is why I love having this show. Cause I get to talk to cool people who are doing just like crazy shit out there. And this, while as you explained, it's not that, you know, difficult. It's not that, you know, in, intense. It's a very simplified process. You're still one of the first to do it, man. So I think it's just super cool to kind of see how your brain works and, and some of the things that you're doing um, from a business, but also we kind of went into the personal side a little bit too, which I really appreciate. And so I'm kind of curious, like, how do you, as, as you said, you know, the R&D phase, we get to a couple of those trainers. Eh, they liked it, they didn't, whatever, and it kind of fell off. That was the 90s, things were different. How did you guys go about getting this product in, onto people's feet, if I may, and uh, just really, like, give them that opportunity and then go to, you know, the athletes, the, the teams, the leagues, you know, anything along those lines? Because once you get those top-tier people talking about it, right, there's going to be that tri trickle-down effect. So I'm curious, how did you guys start that process in the beginning and, and kind of where are you at now? Yeah, it was it was surprising. Like right after we got our first shipment of the product, um, one of my friends just passed it to one of his friends who happened to be a receiver on the Vikings, and so it was being worn on an NFL field like the first week. Isn't that? <laughs> Would you look at that? Yeah. Oh, cool. So it was just one of those things. And um, another friend gave a pair to Champ Bailey, and about a month later, he he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, I want to invest. I want to be a part of this thing." And so that's how we really got Lasso off the ground. You know, we were coming off the heels. A better walk we were you know evolving from essentially approaching healthcare from this mindset of rehab to hey let's let's look at now that there's a consumer wave started let's look at approaching it differently and uh yeah i mean it's it's funny because none of the none of the pro athlete kind of side of things was a coordinated effort i think if i approach it now it would be because i know more people now but i think when when a product when you can just use it and it works, it makes the job of getting it into the world a lot easier. I just had to send it to people and they put it on, they felt the difference and they were passionate immediately because they, they knew the difference it made for their health and for their movement, especially a top caliber athlete. So I remember one of the earlier ones who was very passionate about it was Cam Newton. And it was just because uh, I met him through one of the training facilities that we just gave socks to to give to players. And, um, he the doctor there called me in had me facetime with cam brought me in to actually meet him and give him the socks and cam like you know ever since then every team he's played for has ordered like 100 pairs every season because he wears them every day during practice and during games and so it's just this thing where when when it resonates i feel like it makes it easier when you're selling something that you know maybe is a little bit more ambiguous or maybe doesn't really like have a real clear effect 
for somebody that makes the process very difficult yeah and now you're capable again of getting some of those top tier athletes and it's uh it's an interesting game right like hey just a friend of mine just happened to give it to a receiver on the vikings champ bailey just you know was happened to be you know another another connection away so it's always interesting kind of how those things work i don't believe in luck i believe in working extremely hard and putting yourself in the right place at the right time which clearly you've been able to do multiple times throughout your life and your career uh so i think it's just interesting um that's just pretty cool man yeah like what are, <laughs> what are the chances and it just so happened that it led to an investor and then it led to the opportunity to get in front of cam newton and i'm sure him alone he, he alone if he's ordering hundreds of pairs of socks every year uh you can kind of check that on the uh, on the budget it's like oh we know cam's going to be ordering this yeah. year so that, that's always pretty nice too uh, i'm curious so going back to the sock itself i understand you guys have a patent but the way you're explaining it, it just sounds like a compression sock. And I have compression socks, like other compression socks. Like, what exactly are you guys doing different, if you're allowed to tell us, that is different than just your run-of-the-mill, hey, I went to Under Armour and, and grabbed a you know pair of compression socks from there? Yeah, totally. The easiest way to explain it is that our sock does what taping does. So it taping is uh, like K-tape specifically, kinesiology yeah. tape. It activates ligaments and tendons. And the patterns in which that tape is applied are specific patterns to the body based on our anatomy that work to activate those ligaments and tendons. No other sock on the market does that. So when you look at the data, our socks actually been measured to have the greatest influence on the musculoskeletal system of any sock ever made. And it's, it's such a drastic difference when we, we expanded to one of the larger sock factories in the world recently. And when we had them start working on the sock and we sent them samples, we, they wanted to get on a call and they, they were like, I don't know what you've done here, but this is the most incredible sock we've ever seen. And these people have been making socks for 50 years for most of the world. And so you see that there's this clear recognition by the people who understand the space that this product can do things that they didn't imagine the product could do. And it's just because you can look at something that, um, you know, is, is use, useful and beneficial in taping and bring those benefits over. The regular compression socks in the market, really everything except lasso, it's gonna help you with your circulation and lasso does that as well. But that's been the extent to which compression has been developed. And there's you know a lot of reasons why, but I mean, you know it um, as much as anybody else, Michael, is like when, when you start to lean in and bring your unique twist and unique energy to something, you realize so many people are scared to put themselves out there to the extent and not willing to fail, not willing to look dumb, not willing to try something new. And so the idea, there's no way I'm the first one to have the idea. I'm just the first one in the current current era to act on it in a meaningful way. Yeah, to just keep pushing it further, man. I mean, so many people, what is it? The last mile is the emptiest? The final yeah. mile is the emptiest? Or the extra mile? There we go. The extra mile is the emptiest because no one's running it, right? And it sounds like you're uh, you're definitely running it and you got some sweet socks on <laughs> while you're doing it. Um, so this, you know, we're telling the story and it's been puppy dogs and rainbows the whole time right this has been the easiest thing in the world uh but i'm sure there was some speed bumps there was some some obstacles if i may along the way maybe a cease and desist letter from from one of our favorite corporations or something but what like what have you guys like what are some of the things again you've made it sound so sweet and easy i'm sure there were some difficulties right i'm sure i mean you know i'm not <laughs> that didn't sound so sure i'm what? just i'm not like i'm not like a negative thinker at all Me in neither. that way oh, yeah no, no. i'm only for positivity on yeah this show. i yell at people when they talk negative but i mean you're an entrepreneur some shit goes wrong every once in a while right yeah for sure i think i think I, i'm fortunate in that i was able to build a mindset early where i started to look at things that may not be optimal not as a negative thing to me 
but essentially like reframing it to be like, okay, my plan wasn't as good as God's plan, essentially, right? So if the universe has a plan and a path for this thing to happen, then clearly my vision is not going to be as great as the universe's vision. And so that's kind of how I see things. Anytime I run into a roadblock, it's like, okay, I took a wrong path. I learned something that's great. Let me keep it, keep it moving, keep going on to the next one. But there's definitely been a lot of moments that have been very challenging for me personally. And it's really just like, I think every time it's reconciling the fact that things didn't go how you wanted them to go and measuring that against like the, the programming within you that causes that to bother you. So like for me, it was just, it, it was all this achievement stuff. Like I got a lot of awards for Better Walk, a lot of recognition, but I didn't really see the company take off financially the way I wanted it to. With Lasso, it's been a very different process. We've gotten our awards and recognitions, but me personally, I've really stayed out of the limelight um, in in that way. I haven't put myself in, you know, I haven't been judging pitch competitions. I haven't been doing too much speaking. I haven't been doing any of the stuff that would feed the ego in that way. I have been focusing on my team, focusing on our financials, focusing on improving the business. And it's, you know, a humbler way of doing it that I think has brought me better results than kind of the first time around. So it's all it's all just been, I think, personal growth and evolution. But I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that it's like it's like pro sports in that you have no real safety net. You have to put yourself out there. The expectation is essentially that you're Elon all the time. Everyone just expects you to be brilliant and you you either have to live up to that in terms of your boldness and energy and your own confidence and just understand that other people's expectations can affect you or you'll fold and break in the process. But I think what most people find is that when those are the two, when you know, your worst case scenario is, okay, well, I might fail, but I'll still be right where I am. When you start to acknowledge that, then, all right, well, I could get a job anytime. And the further I've gone down this road, you know, my, my escape plan, if you will, is an extremely high paying situation, right? When you develop all <laughs> these things. So what's the risk? You know what I mean? What Like, I'm not going to sell out on myself. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, stick to the struggle, like work this thing out. And you, I think there's like a pride that builds around um, doing it on, on, you know, on your own terms after a certain point when you've hit the wall a number of times. But I think there's a definite like, amount of difficulty you have to experience to get tough enough to understand that the things that are happening are not happening to you they're happening for you dude i heard some david Meltzer in there i heard some obstacles away which is an incredible book a little <laughs> four-hour work week by tim ferris in there like sincerely i i 100 percent um subscribe to everything that you're saying and all the ways that you're saying and i think it's 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 awesome from a personal standpoint um from a professional standpoint, I think it's awesome that you're you're kind of willing to release yourself to something like this and say, hey, like, this is what my vision is. But clearly, if this roadblock is, you can't overcome it. The obstacle is the way. Like, there's something through there. There's something behind there. Or there's something on a def different path that, you know, hey, the universe said, maybe you should go that way. And, you know, I think that's, that's a pretty cool way of looking at it. And you also said you don't do too much speaking anymore, but you're on here. So I want to say thank you for that. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, for sure. On, dude. That's I mean, fantastic. I love, and I, I'm very grateful to be here. I love any opportunity I can to just let people know what we're doing at Lasso. Cause I just genuinely think it's important for everybody from a health standpoint to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. I, I'd say Is this, it, uh, I say this to my team, like literally every week. Um, but I'm always saying, if I wanted to make money, I would not be doing this. 
<laughs> so there's a lot of ways to make money in this world. I could be in crypto doing, you know, making, making monkey pictures right now, but I'm not, you know, I'm building this because I think it matters. I think it's really important for society. And I also think it's part of what I'm here for. And I think when you have that, that conviction in, in what you're chasing, it just makes the whole process a lot easier to trust in, trust in the path that you're on. I love it, man. Does it frustrate the hell out of you sometimes? Just people in general, like not understanding, not, not, not understanding the product, right? That's a silly way of saying it, but just not caring, I guess, is an easy way. <laughs> like you should know that, yeah, this is, these are all the problems that we have in life. You sit at your desk for eight hours a day. You get up three times af uh, during your Netflix show, one time to get a glass of water, probably a Coca-Cola yeah. and one time to go pee and then the other time to go to bed. Like you, you, ha you have to do stuff like does like, something that comes so easy to you, how do you then be okay and accept that, hey, it's not going to come as easy to everyone else, but you're still going to push and say, hey, I really, I really, though, I think you should check out these socks or this, this company because we're doing some great things. Yeah, you know, I think I did get frustrated at first, especially because it's easy to look over the fence and see, you know, your friend with the tech company raised 10 times the money you raise with, you know, one tenth the traction, you know what I mean? It, it is what it I is. I don't actually, I do not know what that okay, means, but so I'm sure, I'm sure it's nice. If, if you look at like, uh, if you look at like the crypto world, for example, right, you mm -hmm. put together an idea, you, you can take a, you can take an idea on a piece of paper, nothing built and raise 10 million, $20 million where, you know, for me, it's a struggle to get somebody to write it. Like, you know, I think we raised about three and a half, four million million since inception over like five years for this company. That's essentially bootstrapped for a business like this. And you look at somebody doing, oh, it's this influencer doing, you know, another take on athleisure and they just raised $20 million. Like, you know, you look at that and you're like, what is going on? What are society's values right now? Like nobody wants to play into this bigger picture, but then you start to realize that it's not really that people are saying no to you. It's just that maybe they haven't come around to understand the bigger picture. And so... I always like to take ownership of those situations. Like maybe I could express it better. Maybe I'm not being bold enough or charismatic enough and really, you know, spelling out the vision for people. Just like take it as a personal challenge to see if, if I can do more in terms of how I communicate it. And, you know, to be frank on that front, like what I learned about myself over the last couple of years is that I, it for me, it was very scary to come out and to boldly say, hey, everything you're wearing in sporting goods or all this stuff, it's actually hurting you, right? Like that's a that's a bold claim and it's not popular to go up to someone and say, hey, those Nike basketball shoes are not very good. You know, those insoles you're wearing are not very good. I had an investor who um, he he's like an avid uh, potential investor, an avid insole guy. And to to tell him like, hey, your insoles are actually hurting your feet. They're causing you issues and they're going to cause more issues down the line. And he was really upset, just didn't even didn't even want to talk to me anymore because, you know, he didn't buy it. And it is what it is. But I can only be, you know, I can only be as great as I let myself be. And then if people are going to kind of go the other way, to me, it's just like I, I can't take that personally. That's their own stuff they're dealing with, getting in the way of hearing information that they don't want to hear. And what again, like they don't have to believe me either. Like if I'm right or if I'm wrong, it it doesn't really matter as long as they take the information, they use it however they want to. But I have to be bold enough to, you know, really be honest about what we're doing and what else is on the market and how there isn't anything like what we're doing and why there isn't anything like what we're doing in the market. Yeah, I mean, if 
all these statements sound true as you said you have the stats you have the facts the figures which is interesting people like those until they go against their narrative and yeah. that guy doesn't call you back so whoever that guy is jokes on him but um yeah it's always interesting that like you're you're capable like i mean right you have to kind of play that fine line maybe it is the influencer that you need to be a potential investor in the company to have people just be like oh we see this, yeah. right? Like, hey, you went and spoke with President Obama. That wasn't good enough. You're number one in Mental Health Magazine. That wasn't good enough. You need some stupid TikTok star. No offense to TikTok stars. Just to talk about your socks. Maybe that's it, right? Like, yeah. that's, as you said, the values of society right now. We we don't have to, like, you know, spill it all out. But I think you and I are, are in the same place where it comes to when we kind of know what people want and mass, fish got to eat. That's what my brother always tells yeah. me. Fish got to eat. So I'm, I'm curious, though, like, with with all your connections within the sports world and and all everything that you have, three to five million dollars. I can't remember the the, the the number that you said before. Three three point five, maybe like that sounds like a very small number. And just with your just a couple phone calls, it sounds like you'd be able to get a couple more NFL athletes or NBA athletes or, or you know go. Why is Kevin Durant in the boardroom? Why have they not invested in what you guys are doing? You want to know What's something crazy? KD, um, I sent him some socks for his Achilles yep. rehab. I yep, sent him I to um, to Rich Climate. I was like, hey, you want to get involved? Rich was like, we're too close to Nike, but he loves the socks. I was like, well, mm. great, I guess. I'm happy to provide this <laughs> <Awesome>. healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right. I mean, I and I I'm a big I'm a big KD fan too. So it was it was tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, but the industry is set up in certain ways. Like a a a big thing that we experience, I'll give you an example. I was um reaching out to an investor, a fund the other day. Their main uh main backer founded and was on the board of a well-known athleisure brand i'll just leave it at that and they responded and said this is a direct quote that they can't get excited enough about the category and about the play and i'm sitting here like so you can get excited about going to the same factory in china putting a different label on the same garment selling it in the same market but you can't get excited about genuinely impacting over 50%, really 100% of people in the world and making a meaningful dent on our physical health. And to me, that's that's the reality of society is people want the thing that they can flex on at their dinner party. That's that's the you know the the trap of of the wealthy and you know the influential is that all they care about is what the other people think in their circle. And so, you know, Lasso just hasn't been that sexy play for them even though the brand is sexy the community is sexy the influencers you know what i mean like there's a there's a really great like energy to it and i think back to like the early stages of apple or tesla anytime you're bringing a new concept into the world there there always is an extended period into the into the beginning of the venture where people are not bought in it's not cool till it's cool then once it's cool it can be really really cool because there's nothing else like it and so that's what i always remember is it might be slower right now but that just means that the upside is much larger 100% and you know what you know what's going to be fun at all those dinner parties when all these investors are like you know what i passed on i I literally had the email from the founder of Lasso. Look, I, I can find it right now, and they bring it up. Yeah, and that's the that's going to be their flex at a dinner party one day. That's so going to be that's going to be the flex for be... a lot of people. And that to me, that's the crazy part, Michael, is that people do flex on what they. Oh yeah, they were reaching out oh, to me yeah. to invest. It's like, but you didn't. Yep. 
but it's cool. He reached out to me, yeah. right? And then, you know, 10, 15 years later, it's everyone, right? Everyone knew somebody was like, you know, my dad had the opportunity to buy Google at like six cents a, a share. And, you know, if you just gave him $10,000, you know, it's always that, that, kind of, uh, that kind of story to tell, which is always a funny one. But hopefully yeah. you can uh, put those people in their place one day, man. I think that's important. And one thing that comes with this, uh, just a couple more topics I want to hit on yeah. before I let you go, man. Um, the community aspect, right? You, you have a podcast, so obviously – we're on a podcast, so you have to talk about your podcast at some point. But the community aspect of something like this, especially in sports, where people can really get around, right? Gymshark, people just for whatever reason, and they are just about it, right? Like Nike, even those people that are just about mass-produced goods, like, yeah. all right, teach his own. That's fine. Like, what's that community like? What's it like building that community, more importantly, and just getting to see and talk to and hear from these people on a daily basis or, or, or however how often you do it? Just to really get that feel, that, that boots on the ground, like this is what these people are going through. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick, to be honest. It's like one of the coolest things ever because what you realize is that everybody that uses your product, especially if it's a product that help people helps people, they're all like infinitely cooler in terms of the stories and the things that they do. So like one of the events we did recently, we, we sponsored um, or put together this race with this CrossFit gym from uh, Santa Monica to Palm Springs. It's like a 120 mile race, six person teams, no rules, start here and there, take whatever route you want. And you, I think there were like 120 people or some, some crazy amount running, running in this race. And just to see the amount of passion and excitement, and you know, we, we have big presences in sports like tennis, pickleball, football, basketball, to go and see, you know, the kids repping it, the parents repping it, people coming up to you and be like, yo, I love my socks, check this out, it's my favorite color. It's like, it's the most insane thing and they all bring this level of joy and charisma. It's like, that's what you do it for at the end of the day. And then you you go home and, you know, you sit there and you're like, wow, like wh whether we, you know, there's always a deal that you could do or couldn't do. There's always an opportunity you're going after it. You're always focused on the next thing, but when you see that, you're like, this, this is, this is the real thing. It's like creating the experience for people. And it's when somebody says, Hey, I had this injury and I can play now pain free. You know, that we have, um, these mo a lot of, um, moms that buy the product for their kids for youth sports. And a lot of the reviews we get back are like my son rolled his ankle every other game and they'll stop completely once he started wearing lasso or my daughter in volleyball or whatever it might be. And to know that you can make that kind of impact on someone's life is really meaningful. That's awesome. man. Yeah. I mean, that, again, that's why you're doing it. And you found an opportunity in a way to do that. And you're just going all in. Yeah. I and mean, like what what else could someone ask for? Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. I can't really. There's no not much more I can say to that. I guess what. How do you cultivate that community? I think it's just like you show up like you, you, you actually have to enjoy doing what you do. So, so that's know, easy for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, like, I like sports, so I like to go to tournaments. I like to go to events. I like to play things with people. If, you know, there's a trainer, I, I will train with that train. I love that. I want to, I want to, you know, go up against anybody and anything, you know, it's a basketball player, football player. Like I, I actually, um, remember when I first, um, started working with champ, I, I used to go toss a football with him a couple times and it was just like cool like champ teach me how to throw this you know what i mean like that's sick to me like these are that's there's really iconic sick. moments awesome. that happen and you're just like holy cow like bone collector is one of our guys 
um, that we work with a lot. We have a line with him and he is a street ball legend, right? And I always am just like, whenever I'm with him, like, hey, can we play one-on-one? And, you know, he always takes it between my legs, does all that stuff. But it's just a pleasure to be a part of that experience and to see the mastery of ball handling up close and to see how challenging it is and how he's able to just assess the way your weight is shifting at such a rapid pace and move you around like that. So, you know, I think for me, like as a kid who grew up obsessed with sports, obsessed with performance, it's like a dream to be able to meet the best of the best in all the different categories and just try my hand against them and, you know, get embarrassed most of the time, but uh, sometimes perform a little better than I thought, you know? Dude, I would love to be embarrassed by bone collecting. Yeah. Like that, that, that sounds like a dream in itself. Like that is absolutely awesome. And you talk about, you know, these, these athletes that you looked up to and these sports that you've played your whole life. One cool thing that I, I found on the internet wasn't too difficult to find, but it was still really cool. The Team Lasso in NBA Live, like you had your own jersey yeah. in NBA Live. This was a couple years ago, so I don't know if it's still there or if it's still going or what. But like, what? How does how does something like that even come about? Because I feel like that's not just like a hey, you want to do this? Like I don't think anybody's just like yeah, sure, frigate, we'll throw our jersey on there. Like, what's that like, and how does that even come about? This is this is the craziest story, and I I don't think I've told this one before, but I I had nothing to do with that. The game came out, and our jersey was in it. Oh shit! That's it. That's Did you reach it. out to the guy and be like, "Hey, man, like, thanks." I had like, no idea. Bone Collector was in the game as a character okay. you could play, and I guess he must have worn it to the shoot or something, and so they just made it. That's that's some <laughs> awesome free marketing. Right yeah, there. that's like I, I always I always talk to people about like the difference between like paying to create culture and participating in culture. And that, I, that was one of those moments where it felt like, okay, we're doing this the right way because we are a part of basketball culture in that way that we got picked up into the game. We're not a brand trying to invade our way and buy everybody, but we're trying to actually be a part of this community. And you're doing it in a great way, man. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. What, um, what's next? We've been uh, talking about socks this whole time, and I'm sure compression is all over the body. I see the the sweatshirt that you're wearing. Like, yeah. What are some of the cool stuff that you guys are you're working on or, or, or have out or thinking about, pontificating about that's going to be coming up soon? Yeah, we got a few cool things. we got knee sleeves and arm sleeves coming out this fall. Next year, we're doing a compression short, leggings. And then after that, we're going to do some compression shirts. The idea behind all of this stuff is that every joint that it is, it covers, we're actually going to have our technology in there the same way it's in the sock to give you the same feeling. So the knee sleeve, the arm sleeve, they both activate all the ligaments and tendons around the joint. And uh, when I wear the arm sleeve, I have one of the prototypes here. I always wear it when I go play basketball at the gym uh, just to just to pay attention to the difference in my shot. Like, can I get the arc higher? Can I get more spin on the shot? Because you do feel this kind of like extra slingshot effect when you wear it. And my thought is, you know, I, I wonder what kind of exciting things we're going to be able to unlock in terms of, you know, allowing people to do things that they haven't done before with their bodies, with all these products. And my view is like, you know, our running shorts have liners, you know, everyone wears leggings to yoga. Everybody has, you know, a liner underneath their shirt, especially when they play football and stuff, when they're putting the pads on over top, are there ways we can use these products to just give you that extra little bit of activation to help you do things that you can't do without the products? 
That's awesome, man. It's smart. It makes sense. It's coming. I'm I'm excited for him. I'll make sure to reach out to Marlon when uh, some of this stuff comes oh, out. Yeah. We can get you back on the show, man. That was awesome. Thank you again to Marlon. Um, last thing, your podcast. Tell me a little bit about it. Why'd you get into the the podcast? It's a ruthless game out here, man. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you're ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's this podcast. It's called the Pilot Boys Podcast. I do it with uh, my friend V, who's also he's our director of partnerships at Lasso. Um, we both met kind of just through happenstance. I was actually a guest on it originally, and when the original host co-host left, I came on um, to fill the gap about a year and a half, almost two years ago now. And we we do it every week, a couple episodes a week, and it's just this covers everything, kind of you know, sports, business, life, politics, everything. And the whole perspective is that all of your greatness comes from being yourself. We're all unique. We're all wired for a specific purpose here. We want people to rise above the chaos and the noise and all the things that people are trying to distract you with and realize that their true power is internal, not external. And they don't need anything else to be, you know, the best version of themselves. And so do that. We talk sports, you know, we, we share our your ridiculous takes on whatever the current event is. And then we have a ton of interviews as well, just to get get into people's heads, see how they operate, see what they're thinking about different things. So that's it's so much fun. I mean, I'm I'm pretty talkative, so I really like to have an outlet where I can reflect on things and think about life and and chat and you know, I, I I'm not sure how you approach the, this uh this side of it, but my view is, you know, whatever I put out there, I I feel very confident it'll reach the people it's meant to reach. Um whether that's 10, whether that's 10,000 or 10 million or whatever. And so, you know, we just, that, that's kind of our philosophy. It's not really about the volume, but it's more about the, uh, the authenticity of the perspective and being truly ourselves in that process. Cause that's what we're preaching instead of trying to, you know, we don't have to dive into politics and take a side to try and get more views. Cause it's really, you know, in this game, it's like, you can, you can go one way and build a following. You can go another way and build a following, but our view is, you know, if you're taking a side, you're wrong. Like we're all, we're all humanity. We're all people. We're all in this together. So why are we splitting each other up? Like that's not the point here. I couldn't agree more. I hate politics, and I yeah. cannot agree more with that last statement. If you pick a side, you're you're automatically wrong. Um, yeah. I I I 100 subscribe to that way of thinking. Um, this is awesome, man. Partha, you have been incredible. I sincerely appreciate the time, the perspective, everything that you're doing to. Just help the world. I don't think there's enough people like you out there, so we need a couple more. So um, <laughs> thanks so I just want to say appreciate appreciate you for that, man. Um, where can we learn more about the show, your socials? Give me all that stuff. I'll put everything in the show notes for YouTube. It'll be on the show notes for the podcast as well. Uh, so where where can we find out a little bit more about Lasso, yeah. you, everything you got going on? Lasso, everything is at www.lassogear.com. All the social handles are at Lasso Gear, G-E-A-R. Uh, me personally is at stay moving partha on twitter at partha chirps i'm gonna put an asterisk on that one i say some ridiculous things on there and Love it. it's in my bio i say uh willing to look dumb in public so just remember that if i do look dumb that that's a choice I love that. That's fantastic. Good. And you probably don't look that dumb. You probably just say some funny things, make people maybe get a laugh. I think that's awesome. But sincerely, man, um, time's the only thing we don't get more of. So I appreciate you giving me some of yours. I appreciate the people listening and watching. Appreciate them giving me some of theirs as well. And I sincerely can't can't say enough um, about how how I agree with a lot of the things you're doing, a lot of things you're saying, and how I appreciate you for that. So this has been great, man. Thank you, and thanks everyone for listening. Appreciate it. Bye, everyone. <laughs>